I am your host, Dr. J, the negotiation coach for professional women of color, and welcome to the Negotiate to Freedom podcast, where we learn how to audaciously use our voice to negotiate to freedom. Hello, hello. This is Dr. J, the negotiation coach for professional women of color, and welcome back for another episode on the Negotiation to Freedom podcast. And I'm excited for this episode today. Um, Today, we'll be talking about navigating intersectionality in the workplace. So first off, we're going to just start off with what is intersectionality. And intersectionality, it involves multiple intersections when it comes to discrimination. So those intersections can involve gender, it can involve race, it can involve class, sexuality. So there are all these intersections that come into play during experiences of discrimination, and that certainly can occur in the workplace. It certainly can occur and impact our negotiations as well. And I'm not going to speak on the podcast about how much we as women of color get discriminated against in the workplace or even during our negotiations, but it's really how to navigate this and give you tools on how to navigate this because it will have it will happen if it hasn't happened already, but there is a way that we can do this confidently and tactfully in a way that um maintains our professionalism, and also our sense of pride. So I was reading a book. um, It's by Elizabeth Leva. It's called I'm Not Yelling, A Black Woman's Guide to Navigating the Workplace. And she provides different examples of experiences that she has had in the workplace. So in particular, there was, an, there was an encounter that she had with a coworker, and she was on a phone conference call, and the coworker who was leading the po- project asked her why she, why she was, and she put in quotes, so excited about a plan to make changes to their action plan. And... Initially, she looked over to her teammate in disbelief that of what she said. And I know, you know, when you probably first heard it, you, it probably seemed very benign, right? But there's so much to impact in that, that mere phrase, so excited. And she addressed her coworker after she made that remark and she actually stopped the conversation 
and said that she didn't feel comfortable with her referring to her normal tone as getting excited. And after she said that, she was silent. And the coworker then broke the silence stating that she was stressed out about the changes that needed to be made. And Elizabeth Leva acknowledged that and then moved on with the rest of the call. And I really love that example that she provided in navigating that um, what it is an experience of intersectionality because what it required of her was that it required vulnerability. Things like this happen pretty often in the workplace, especially if you're um, a physician and you're working um, in an area where not a lot of people look like you, this can happen more often than not. And Elizabeth Leba was vulnerable enough to say that she was uncomfortable with her addressing her tone as something that it was not. And I think it's much easier to just go about your day, hear that that phrase, and may it may perturb you for a couple of seconds to a minute, but you continue on. And suffice to say, I have done this myself, right? But it's really important that we stop, gather our thoughts, and say what needs to be said. And saying what needs to be said, it, it means to acknowledge our feelings, which is really hard to do, especially if you're in a professional setting. Like, who wants to like talk about their feelings when they're working, right? But these kind of scenarios happen all the time. And so it's important to acknowledge what you're feeling so that you can address the situation at hand. Or if you're one of those people who may not be able to address something as soon as it happens, at least be able to identify what you're feeling and then address it later on. Because what happens is when most of these issues happen very frequently, it really takes a a toll on our our mental health, and our emotional health. And especially as a physician, if we are taking care of people, we want to make sure that we, our mental and emotional health is intact so we can continue taking care of our patients. And so it's important to be able to identify what those feelings are for you when they do happen and not to just throw them under the bus. And a way to do that is just practicing this in just everyday encounters that you have. If, for example, you're talking to your child or you're talking to a spouse or you're talking to a significant other, it's really identifying, hey, well, that made me frustrated because I, 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 um, I want the... I I want to feel like I'm being paid attention to. So it's addressing what you're feeling and also the need associated with with your feeling. And I think that Elizabeth Leva 
demonstrated a great example of this in, in her book. And so really the main point here is when navigating intersectionality in the workplace, it's learning to be vulnerable enough to state, hey, this is not okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Instead of just hearing it, questioning it, and then moving on. Instead, you could hear it, identify your feeling, address it, and then move on. And the whole point of this is, yes, you're, you're addressing your feelings in the moment, but at, at the end of the day, you're not just doing this for you. You're doing it for others as a collective. So this is how it gets to work as a collective movement. Because you're doing this not just for you, you as a woman of color, or you as a woman, you're doing this for everyone. Because it could be that this person has had, you know, multiple or biases with with women of color before. And you then become the one to address it in the moment. Now, it may not be fixed, right? They can continue doing the same thing, but it's still important to set the tone and set the standard. And this is how we're able to move as a collective and work on work on behalf of everyone, right? So I thought that was really a great demonstration of how to navigate intersectional differences in the workplace. Again, that example was from I'm Not Yelling, A Black Woman's Guide to Navigating the Workplace by Elizabeth Leba. All right. Well, I hope you found this episode helpful. Please share this episode with another uh, colleague, another woman physician in your circle, and let's continue the movement of speaking up for what we believe we need to speak up for and not just, you know, hushing things and and make-believing that things didn't happen. No, we need to address things as they happen and there is a way that we can do this tactfully, professionally, with keeping our sense of pride as well, all right? Well, as you know, I am also a negotiation coach. I help early career Uh, women physicians optimize their time through negotiation so that they can earn more without working more hours. So if you are an early career physician who is negotiating a new job offer, I would like you to set up a decision call with me. The link is in the show notes. Also, make sure you stay up to date with me on Instagram. You could find me at sysnegotiates. All right. Well, You be blessed. Until next time. Bye.